that, that's why you're not the culinary director, Joel. <laughs> you like to eat gas station food. Can I get <laughs> one of them tor- tornadas? Tor- <laughs> couple of tornadas, please. Honey buns. And a, and- and a corn dog. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. As always, we have the entire crew with you. I'm your host, Joel. I have across from me my man, our resident chef, Jeremy Wylaw. Yo, man. Levels, levels. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, guys. <laughs> and as always, we have the pit master and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. What's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Hi. That's my best Jeremy impression. Hi, guys. <laughs> Let's give it to us, Matt. We need it. I like bread. Levels, levels? <laughs> I like bread. <laughs> and as always, we have the sweet and sassy Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So on today's episode, we have something pretty uh, pretty cool, pretty interesting for all of you. Um, as we know, grocery stores have kind of been low on food, and now we are facing a ultimate meat shortage. We've got a guy that's going to be coming on from Haltman Family Meats. I can't wait for you guys to meet him. His name is Mike. He'll be coming in after the break. Uh, he's going to break down and drop some knowledge bombs on us on this whole situation and kind of describe some of their operations and how they work. But before we do that, I want to catch up with the, with the crew and see how everybody's been doing. I've got some things that uh, we wanted to uh, talk to all of you about. Some good, some big news, I guess. Yeah, yeah we're, we're some reload news. I want to drop as well. So, with that being said, how is everybody? Good, M- Matt. I think you said you're going on an extreme diet. You're doing the carnivore challenge, right? No, no, I can't <laughs> hold a candle to Paul and Spencer and all those guys who did that. But I did decide. You know, I've been putting on a few lbs through this quarantine, so. Yeah. Uh, I uh, decided to start calorie counting, so I know that that's no fun whenever a lot of the stuff that we talk about is delicious food, but it's been sort of interesting to figure out uh, the best way to still make good food, you know, taste good that doesn't count so much towards the waistline. So got this really cool app that I downloaded that, you know, you can put in kind of how many pounds you want to lose week over week, and I'm happy to report that in less than a week, I'm already down six pounds. Let's go. Yeah. Just to show you how much like cookies and beer I was consuming. <laughs> have you increased like your water content? Like drinking I have, water? Like I found that your water so content. To, well, you know what she means. <laughs> it's still the way I spin it. It's always great. Your water mass? <laughs> yes. Has it increased? Yeah, he's been drinking more beer. It's mainly lucky water. This it's is fun. not an in-person podcast. Yeah, I've just been throwing something at you. (laughs) But for real, though, like I'm trying to do, I think it's like 64 ounces of water a day and drinking that much. I mean, one, you got to pee a lot. But the other thing is that you just stay fuller feeling for a long time. That's not enough water. Well, it's a lot more than I was drinking before. Yeah. No, you need to be doubling that. <laughs> how much? How many ounces do you say? 128. You should be. Oh. Uh, I, if that's just. But uh, I'm drinking like other stuff too. Like I'm not just drinking water. Okay. That's just like straight up water. Just out straight of water. Mouth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't drink near like that amount. Like from the toilet? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I'm doing, I'm oh, doing yes. at least 64 ounces of Topo Chico. Yes, too, Jeremy, from the toilet. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Topo Chico is water. Like, it yeah, is. Water. Yeah, that counts. No, yeah. but you know, when you're calorie counting, you really can, I kind of like to think of it as a budget. You know, if, if you want to have some ribs or some wings or pizza, you just count it in your budget and, um, I mean, you can still eat good and it works. Calorie counting works. I was just going to say like homemade barbecue is like nowhere near the amount of calories of like fast food and stuff though. You can still eat all that stuff and stay inside of a, a, a good amount of calories. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been doing like fish tacos and stuff, which is super, super delicious, and and it's like 200 calories per taco, like Mm -hmm. almost nothing. Uh, But yeah, just like the act of logging the food itself is enough for me to realize what it is that I'm putting in my mouth. Like you don't even realize everything you're eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're not going to the gas station, you know, and and just grabbing things on the go all the time, you know, you actually, well, yeah, that was that was me. Until I packed your lunch every single day. Yeah, and then that Corona hit. That, that's why you're not the culinary director, Joel. <laughs> you like to eat gas station food. Can I get one of them tor- tornadas? A tor- <laughs> couple of tornadas, please. Honey buns. And a, and... and a corn dog. 
So, uh, Jeremy, did you said you had some big news? Yes. So I just sent you guys an article in our group chat. Um, you can click on that real quick. So this is my hometown. Um, I am from Florida. Um, I was a Florida man (laughs) at one time. And evidently during this past week, just like five minutes away from my mom's house, some person, older lady got in her Cadillac, went reverse through a four-way intersection, circled around the whole thing, missed traffic on all four ways of the intersection, went over a curb and landed her car on top of two other cars. How does Um, that happen? It hit national news. There's a video. If you click on the link and scroll down, um, it's pretty crazy. We'll have to post some pictures in the uh, TRP stories and stuff for our listeners. Look but at her, look at her go. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh my gosh. She's got. Great. She's got Corona brain, man. <laughs> what is go? Oh my god. She didn't let up. Why didn't she let off the gas? She said, "It's all or nothing, mothers." And like she goes into like oncoming traffic in reverse, swerves out of it, and like she ends up back in the parking lot she started in, just on top of two other cars. <laughs> She's like, gonna get that nice spot. Car, she was gonna get that spot. Yes, and that is that is my hometown. Oh. Is, oh is Florida man gonna be a new segment on the show? Straight out of Florida. Well, I'll tell you this: we, you know, we in a year. Too much stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I was getting at. That'll be on the Potty Mouth podcast in a year. Yeah, there's a local. Uh, uh, maybe we could could uh, um, implement this. There's a local uh, sports talk show that has Florida, Alabama, or Georgia, and they they tell stories like this, and then the ho- all the hosts try to guess which state it was from. Oh, that's genius. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it Florida every time? Just, they, well, <laughs> if you ask uh, one of the hosts every time, he never has another answer. It's always Florida. Yeah, yeah it might as well be. <laughs> so, uh, that was what's th- going on with you guys? Well, we have been, uh, so we're trying to get our house currently up for sale. Uh, we're trying to get it sale ready. Uh, my father-in-law, who is recently retired, is, uh, y'all know the the G Gare Bear. Gare Bear. Gare Bear. Oh yeah. I mean Gare that Bear guy man. he doesn't know the meaning of quit. I and, seriously he's like the make shit happen guy. Yeah. Like I, mm. I messaged him and I said, you know, now that you're retired, we have so much to do around here if we want to be out of this house this summer. I said, do you mind to come help us do some fixer upper projects? Do you know you and, know those raised garden beds beside my house that were all falling apart? I came home yesterday. I came home yesterday <laughs> leveled. He leveled them and leveled the dirt. He came over that next day. With and, a shovel. And he lives over an hour away. He was taking pictures, taking notes, um, looking things up. And yeah, it's been a blessing. It's been so awesome because he's recently taken on at his, you know, his business at work. He's taken on a lot more responsibilities, um, kind of taking his dad's job, not taking the job, but like taking that. over the it. responsibilities and the tasks as well as his own. So he's super busy, comes home. He's still writing emails and talking to contractors. And so, but no, I, so Gary was kind of going over some things. Well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, well, I don't know, Gary. And he goes, Joel, anything is possible. <laughs> All right, Gary, let's roll. Let's roll, buddy. That's right. <laughs> but also, he, uh, go ahead, buddy. Sorry. Has he said anything about that retaining wall that I took out with my truck one of the first times I came over to y'all's house? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I fixed that jazz and I pressure washed it, so it looks good. But oh, Good, good. So so we got some big reload news. I'm going to let Stacy uh, talk about it. And uh, we are launching something as we speak. I think it's actually uh, is live now on the Reload Rub website. Tell them, honey. So yeah, we've got new sizes that are actually hitting the um, website right now um, in three of our flavors. We've had such a huge response from people, barbecuers, and you know, if you're making a few slabs of ribs or you're making a couple pork butts, our large bottles don't go very far. So we now have new tank sizes. That's right. Um, Magnum, fully loaded, and double action are now in um, these tank sizes that are the equivalent of four regular sized bottles or two of our large bottles. The big ones. So we're calling them tanks because they're as big as tanks. So when you guys said that you were introducing new size tanks, I thought that you meant reload tank tops. Ooh. I didn't realize what you were talking about. Oh, ready for summer. All right, yeah, guys. Time timing. for some tankinis. That might be a conflict of interest. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had requests for those as well. But we're, we're super excited about it because, you know, we've been getting people that, um, you know, our product has been just really taken off. 
And we've been getting people that are buying, you know, four to six of the large bottles in one flavor. In the same flavor. You know, and so it's- Or I've had a lot of people reaching out saying, you know, do you sell like two pound, five pound, you know, 10 pound increments for mm -hmm. like um, restaurants and food service and competition barbecuing. So this, at least they're in the um, large- 32 ounce type of food service bottles. Yep. And so right now we got it in fully loaded Magnum and double action. Those are our three more, three most popular blends. And, uh, we'll see if, uh, if, you know, if, if people are still asking for the other two flavors, we might go down that road as well. But right now we got those three in the large freaking massive tank bottles. So awesome. Anyways, well, why don't we take a break? Um, and when we come back, guys, we're going to be joined by Mike Byler, and uh, he's going to be breaking down all that knowledge I was telling you about at the beginning of the show. And I'm really excited about it because we've been we've been working with this company for a while, enjoying the great product that they have, and I can't wait for you guys to hear everything they have to say. Let's go to a break, and we'll see you on the other side. guys so we are back and i want to bring in now our guests that i've been so excited about and all of you have heard about in our uh past podcast i want to introduce to you mike byler from haltman family meets what's going on brother hey what's up guys how are you guys doing we're good man up, we're man? glad to have you on here um your product from haltman has been a staple in a lot of our podcasts and a lot of our cooks um, I, we actually just had, had it for, um, Cinco de Mayo that, uh, the skirt steak tacos money. So good, dude. They look delicious. They're they look delicious. So good. I seen them on your IG. Yeah. Yeah. I try to do, I'm not as good as these two guys right here, but I try to, but this, this chick, you know, she helps me out. Well, we've like been so excited about doing this podcast. Most excited we've been for one in a long time. And, you know, we've actually talked and flirting around with the idea like i wonder if he would come on and mm -hmm. we really should think about getting him on and well i don't know let's you know hopefully he'll do it let's see what he says and then and then we jumped and it happened <laughs> stacy i think that was a conversation just in your head all of us were like yes let's get mike on <laughs> should I do it? Should I? listen i'm always indecisive but yeah. no we have wanted uh to have this conversation and like what a awesome time to do it right now is like a really pertinent time in our history with the meat markets. Yes. It's uh this could have been more perfect timing for you to come on brother because of the current, you know, meat shortage we have with like the power three meat companies that are currently shut down. Um, you mm -hmm. know, this whole process, you know, I've, I've told people online about you and everything because when the grocery stores are empty, you guys have been there to provide meat packages and meat selections for people to still get their proteins. Because they're processing and butchering. Yeah. So tell me real quick, man, just tell me about you and your part in the Haltman operations. So I'm part of the, um, I take care of all, all the uh, online ordering. So I would be like this uh, shipping and marketing manager at Haltman's. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you were saying, uh, with the meat shortage, everything, we're trying the best we can and it hasn't so far it hasn't trickled down uh to affect us a whole lot but we're you know have our fingers crossed for the next few weeks here and see what it brings do you think that it will i mean um tell me a little more about like where you guys get your you know get your meat from where you get your your, your product at you know from um the did you sell to everybody so we try to buy from local farms. We try to, you know, keep everything local, um, farm raised. So I think we deal with smaller companies, so it hasn't hit us yet. Um, right. I think as this goes on and the bigger companies start shutting their plants down and then it takes a trickle down effect into the, uh, they got to get their meat somewhere. So then they start, it starts a trickle down effect. And, you know, then is when we see it, but it always seems like we see it, you know, a week or two down the road rather than right when everything starts. So you think that eventually the, that the big meat companies are going to start coming after your farmers? 
that's kind of how we see it. I mean, we hope not, but like I said, the meat, the big meat companies shut down the, all the big name guys. And then, so the companies that they supply, they still want to buy meat somewhere. And then it just kind of takes a trickle down effect. And yeah, we're not out butchering our own. So we still buy from, you know, small farms, um, and it has to kind of come through the processors and everything. But it seems when the big companies start shutting down, then it just takes a little bit to do a trickle effect. But we're keeping our fingers crossed. So far, we haven't had any problems bearing, you know, a product here and there. One day we might not be able to get one item and the next day we'll get it again and not the next item. But so far, we've been pretty fortunate um, that we've been able to still you know, keep supplying everybody, the online orders, we've been, you know, trying to do the best we can. And it seems like we've been able to feel, fulfill the uh, most of them so far. Right on, man. Mike, I was looking at your website earlier this week and I noticed there's like a banner that says, I think it's something like due to uh, demand, you're only shipping one or two days a week now. Is that right? Yeah. So normally we used to so anything after Wednesday, like new 10 a.m. is our cutoff time. So because we have to ship all our products um, two day, two day shipping, um, that's two uh, business days. So we cannot ship past Wednesday or it won't get there. If we ship on a Thursday, it won't get there till Monday. So we have to ship on uh, Wednesday. So what we've been trying to do is because Monday seems to be our biggest restock day. We said, you know what, we're going to stop shipping Monday, stop uh, processing orders Mondays and only try to do them Tuesdays and Wednesdays so we can still try to fulfill everybody's order that we can. Oh, that sounds like it's more of like a hold up with like the mail system than it is like with the meat right now. Is that right? Yeah, not necessarily Mondays. Mm-hmm. But Thursdays, Mondays is basically the re- so before this whole pandemic started, uh, we used to process orders Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, and now since the pandemic started, we started processing our orders Tuesdays and Wednesdays because it seems like Mondays is when we, Mondays and early Tuesday mornings is when we can get most of our products in. Yeah, I think everyone's sitting at home ordering stuff off Amazon and all that stuff. FedEx, UPS are just so overwhelmed with everything <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, and it's crazy because we haven't had a whole lot of problem yet, but um, with UPS, so we mainly ship with UPS. We do some FedEx, but mainly UPS. And, and it seems we've had pretty good success with them so far, bearing, you know, a, every once in a while there's a, a delay in the package or something like that. But we usually, try to pack all our packages that we that they can withstand a three day yeah so i want to talk about that a little bit um tell me or tell everybody why uh you guys tr- do the two-day shipping because um and why it has to be just two days so anything with a perishable item uh across the board you're gonna see a two-day shipping unless you freeze so when we started this whole thing, we said we want to try and offer somebody, we want to try to offer the consumer a different experience than what they were getting at that time. So, and I've seen since there are some people switching over, but a lot of people only do frozen meat. And when we started this, we wanted to be, we wanted to try to see if we can offer someone something different. So our goal was to bring the local butcher shop feel or experience to your front door. And we were, were like, how can we offer that to somebody? So we said, why can't we ship fresh meat? And why can't we ship it just wrapped in butcher paper, not vacuum sealed um, and offer them that experience? Like they just picked it up at the butcher shop. And that's kind of why we have to do two day shipping because it's not frozen it's not vacuum sealed. So we have to get it out to the uh, consumer as soon as possible. And I love that. I love the fact that I can order something and when I get it, I can immediately consume it. I can, I can put it on the grill smoker or whatnot and immediately, you know, put it to work. Or if I want to, I can immediately portion it how I want to 
and freeze it myself. Yeah, that's basically what we do. Like I, I love it because we get our package and it's wrapped in that nice quality butcher paper. And when we cooked it the other day and we unwrapped that skirt steak, it just smelled so good. Like, and usually like the meat smells just get to me. Yeah. And it just smelled so fresh and and yeah, I want to I want to say one thing too that I, that I love is when you it about the butcher shop experience. When you get well, everything we've gotten from you guys is cook ready, like the skirt steaks were already peeled, you know. So one thing we like that's another thing we like to that I guess you could say we take great pride in is when we send something out in a box, we like to have it like you said, cook ready. Um, I know you can go to any store, you can buy a vacuum sealed, whatever, tri-tip or whatever. And you might have to bring it home. You might have to trim off the silver skin, all, you know, all that junk. So that is one thing we like to try to offer is when you buy from us, we give you the butcher shop experience where you take it out of the pack. It is ready to throw on the grill. You don't have to trim it. You don't have to unthaw it, any of that jazz. Yeah, I, I was going to say my first experience with you guys was uh, last Thanksgiving. I ordered all of our Thanksgiving stuff from you guys. And I told you, I'm like, hey, we're cooking a turkey on Thursday. Like, we want a fresh one, this and that. And you're like, I got you, no problem. It will be there Wednesday. And literally Wednesday, UPS drops a fresh turkey off at my door. I put it right into a brine, and then we cooked it on Thursday. Like, it was so perfect. There was no five-day thaw out in the fridge or dealing with any of that crap. Let's like, it was go. so dealing nice with a ton of to juices. be able to- yeah. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Like, it was so nice. Mike, does that offering that fresh product like that, does that make managing the supply chain really difficult? Because I imagine, you know, you've got all this fresh stuff coming in. And if you don't sell that pretty quick, you've got to figure out something else to, to use it for, right? The advantage we have, I guess you guys all know, we're located in the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. And that kind of gives us an advantage because we have a butcher shop where we sell our products anyway. So it kind of gives us a good outlet to, you know, hey, yeah, you, you, we have to have turnover, but at the same time, we also have the store the, uh, where we can sell it and then we can just supplement all, you know, we're constantly every day getting fresh products in um, and we use that for shipping. And then, yeah, it kind of works out good. The shipping is beginning of the week and the, the busy part of the week at the market is the end of the week. You know, I'm just going to go on a limb here and say, if there's ever a supply and demand issue, like we'll be a part of that team, like to take mm-hmm. care of like all that. Like, Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> take all the extra. I mean, if it's yeah, going to go bad. No and you, yeah. If you need it, we're here for you, Mike. Okay. <laughs> no, really what I, I was going to say that is in mind. <laughs> when, when we get our package, um, you know, we're not going to eat it all at once. We take it and we portion it and vacuum seal it just so that like, I, I know you had said like it lasts um, several months just in the butcher paper. If we're unsure of how we're going to cook it, we vacuum seal it. But um, my parents actually are um, huge fans of Haltemans and they, um, they've ordered four or five times already, but they'll take the, um, bur- the burgers, you guys patty them into half pound burgers and um, sell a pound and I think the, I think their last order they ordered like thirty two burgers or something like that, <laughs> and or no they Dare ordered bear. sixteen burgers or something like that. Like they love they love the pepper jack uh, jalapeno one or whatever that one is. But what they'll do is um, half pound burgers too much for them. They take a half pound burger and they make two quarter pound burgers and vacuum seal it like that. And and they're yeah, that's a great idea. Yep. But that's what's that's beautiful about it is it's, it's not, fresh. It's, it's, not frozen. it's not frozen. So when they get it, they can immediately, like we were talking about, portion it how they want. And then they're putting it in their freezer. And whenever they like tonight, they made the um, they made some of your burgers and they just thought out their portion and it was perfect. Yeah, boy. So uh, I just want to make sure we set the record straight. You said a couple months in the butcher paper. That's if you put it in the freezer. Let's not say you yes. <laughs> put it in the fridge and keep on it the in counter. there for a couple of yeah, <laughs> on the counter or anything like that. <laughs> but no, it, it is true. Like, so we say, you know, we don't like to vacuum seal, but we don't mind if, if the consumer gets it and vacuum seals it and puts it in the freezer. That's fine. We just, 
So my experience, and I've bought from different people, uh, different meat companies, and we just always felt that when you buy a steak and it comes and it's vacuum sealed, frozen, vacuum sealed, that vacuum sealed, it kind of pulls the air out and we feel it kind of pulls all the juice out of the meat. Um, I mean, I <laughs> I can eat a uh, fresh steak every day, so I usually say I'm I'm kind of biased to that opinion. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's not that there's anything wrong with it. I'll put a steak in the freezer if it's in there for a week, two weeks, a month. It's fine. Um, but like I said, I got a biased opinion, so I can always uh, say that I uh, taste the difference. But so, and that's what our uh, goal was with the uh, fresh shipping. You know, don't vacuum seal it and pull all that juice out and then you go and cook it the consumer cooks it and uh you know then you have a dried out steak and they can't figure out why their steak isn't good so that's part of our goal is to uh provide you a fresh fresh steak for people who haven't had the pleasure of having fresh Haltzman meat before um when you get it it's wrapped in like cling paper very tightly and then wrapped in butcher paper and and taped up very tightly and then also in a plastic bag again so if you if you need to throw that in the freezer for like Mm -hmm. a week or two you're gonna eat it like that's perfectly fine no need to vacuum seal that because it's gonna stay very fresh inside of all of that but if you want to vacuum seal it for a very long extended time then that would be something worth doing yeah that extra barrier with the uh the cling wrap in there and then the butcher paper and plastic bag over it allows the water not to seep through that butcher paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a, there's a guy, his name's Steve Ranella. He, uh, he has a show called the meat eater and he actually, that's how he does all his, is that meat. a popular thing? I've never heard of that. I don't know. You know, he's small time for sure. You okay. know, he's not, not on Netflix or anything. Yeah. Like that. We'll get him on this show sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you know, if, if we're slumming one day, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We're, me and him okay. are tight. It's cool. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. But, but, uh, but no, that's how he does everything. He's done actually, done presentations on on it and talked about it on some of his seminars he doesn't vacuum seal he does everything just like haltemans does and swears by it and so i mean that's why uh, i you know some people are leery about you know like outdoorsmen for instance you know they go to a, a processor and they get, they get the meat just like straight in butcher paper and then they pull a back strip out and it's freezer burn when they when when you put that extra membrane that extra barrier with the cling wrap on there it's a game changer and you're like you said mike it's not pressing all the meat down everything is how it should be and and the um, plastic bag that we put in put it into that's also considered a freezer bag um so that helps as an extra barrier if you do if you choose to put it in the freezer like that um, you can like you, I seen you guys already, you took it and you vacuum sealed it with the butcher paper and everything. And that's fine too. I even think if you vacuum seal it with the butcher paper on that kind of helps a, that extra barrier on there. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to pull as much juice out of the meat when you vacuum seal it. And also, you know, the home vacuum sealers are not the suction on a home vacuum sealer is not going to be what a commercial vacuum sealer is. And for us to ship, if we vacuum seal, we have to use a commercial vacuum sealer by, you know, with the health department and all that. If we vacuum seal, we have to have a commercial vacuum sealer. And the commercial vacuum sealers are a lot stronger on their suction. So they they suck a lot more air out and they pull the bag a lot tighter. And that's what seems to um, pull some of that juice out of the meat. Right on, man. Oh, I didn't know that. That was, that was interesting. I, I didn't know that there was a, the commercial ones were that much stronger where the, and it makes sense putting it under a vacuum would pull so much more out of it. I didn't know there was regulations yeah. on it either. That's inter- interesting. And when yeah, I've done food, it, I've, food left, regulations. It, I've hmm. left it straight from how it's been <laughs> received in the, in the um, mail. You know, I take it out of the plastic freezer bag it comes in and just vacuum seal it with that butcher paper and it's super easy. No juices, no wetness or anything like that, but the fillets from you guys, literally, like all of us were like moaning, and we've talked about it er, about every time we get together. We're like those fillets. <laughs> so we made, so seriously we, butter. Yeah, so we made Jeremy uh, cook mm-hmm. the fillets and the bone butter for us. And do we, you guys want to grab a snack and eat it while I explain the cook? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Go make yourself a taco with that prime skirt steak. I think I will. <laughs> we ate it all. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, like I think all of us were in agreement that, that those were the best steaks we've ever had. The prime fillets with the um, with the uh, bone marrow, roasted bone marrow, so good. So tell, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Mike. 
So do you feel that the bone marrow complemented it or is the bone marrow what took it over the top? Or I'm just curious here, like was the fillet, yeah. the fillet was good alone, just a bone marrow complemented. Oh yeah, yeah the fillet on its own. Like we, we all said, like we would not pair that um, the the bone marrow with like a ribeye or something because it's already so fatty and stuff. But the way that it came together with the fillet, which is normally leaner, but with the prime one, of course, there's like a good amount of marbling in it. Just those two together were so good. Yeah, and I'll, you know, I I have to send you guys all some more bone marrow. There there is, I agree. On a ribeye, uh, you don't really taste the difference. But the, the bone marrow, you scrape that on like a French baguette or something like that. It is amazing. Oh amazing. God. Season it with some salt and pepper and, and spread it on like, like a French baguette or any kind of bread. It, it's, it's really good. It was like, and a it's treat. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like such a treat for us. And, you know, we just roasted those two halves and all four of us split that. So, you know, there was definitely a lot of filet bites eaten without that, which of course it was amazing with it, but it was just as amazing melt in your mouth. Stacy was scraping the bone, you oh, know, yeah. trying to get every little morsel she could out of there. So she was using it like a luge and drinking out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Can I get some water in here, please? No. So speaking of all the badassness of Haltman Family Meats, what I want to segue into this. Can you talk about the daily operations? Because I feel like the quality of your uh, product is, you know, a level above some of the other stuff that we've experienced and had. And like, like that filet, that filet was, was the, the marbling was so beautiful mm -hmm. and it was just, I have not ever, I mean, I've, I've had Rich color, I've been out to, you know, high end restaurants and not had filets that were that good. Um, so can you kind of break that down? What is daily operations kind of like, like from how you pick your animals to and all that jazz sure so first i would like to give you if you guys don't mind i would like to give you i'll be your fourth grade school teacher here or whatever give you a little history lesson or whatever but uh, <laughs> um so we're um located in the reading terminal market and the reading terminal market has actually opened in 1893 i want to say um holdeman family meats has been in the reading terminal market since 1918 Wow. Um, that, that was started by a Mennonite guy from Reading, PA. And as you can all see now, hello, I'm Amish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so he started there. Um, the Reading Terminal started and uh, the Lancaster County people started going to the Reading Terminal market in about 1980s, early 1980s. Um, where the Haldeman was there already. And so my, uh, Jake, which is like the president of our company, uh, he was 19. He started there, uh, with one of his uncles that was going to the Reading terminal and he got to know the Haldeman, uh, which was Lester Haldeman. And in 97, they, bought, so he worked for him for a while. And then in 97, they, uh, bought the stand from the original, or it would have been Lester Holderman's father that started it in 1918. And then, yeah, so Jake, their family bought it, which is a real family. Um, they bought it in 1997 and, and then we have grown from there. And so, and that, I, I feel that gives us a little bit, you know, it's not like we just started butchering and all, and all of a sudden started shipping out meat. Um, we, you know, it was not what it is now in nine, 1997. It, you know, it started, it was a growing process. Um, we have the Philadelphia Convention Center beside us. So that kind of started driving in business. And as that started driving in business, people started asking, do you guys ship your meat? Do you guys, you know, yeah. we get this question over and over again, do you guys ship your meat? And finally we were like, okay, we got to start shipping our meat. And then, like I said before, we started saying, okay, so how can we do this? And we started doing some research. Um, how are we going to do this? How do other people do it? And we started doing research on it. And because we were butchers and we knew what fresh meat tastes like, and then we'd get something from somebody that was frozen, vacuum sealed, we're just like, this isn't, this isn't what, this isn't who we are. This isn't. How can we do it different? How can we offer a different product to people? 
and try to give them the same experience of who we are. And we love to cook. There's uh, four of us, um, pe- four of us managers here involved, and we all love to cook. We all love to eat steak, whatever it is. We love to smoke meat, whatever. And we were trying to decide how can we offer a different experience to people, the consumer, and not offer them frozen meat, vacuum sealed meat, all that stuff. And we started playing around with it and we came up with the idea, hey, can we offer someone the same experience that the people that come in, the locals that come in to the Reading Terminal Market, come to our store, buy our meat? Can we offer people the same experience that they get there? And yeah, it took a lot of testing, took a lot of different figure, you know, figuring things out. What can we do? What can't we do? Um, But it was interesting. And that kind of yeah where we came to as far as offering someone you know the same meat that they get at the reading terminal market they get it trimmed the same way they get it packaged the same way get it fresh never frozen and yeah like i said it was a learning curve man so that wow that's pretty that's That's what sets them apart like that's why we it's awesome yeah so here's my question is have you ever like gotten some meat from 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 somebody and been like, nah, man, this ain't good enough? Or you know, what I mean, like, do that's you, how we are with like do spices. you all do y'all do you yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're snobs on our own right, okay? But I mean, like, have you ever uh, like gotten uh, received animals and and uh, do you all grade them yourselves or uh, how was how's that work? So no, we we don't do the grading ourselves. Basically. We're a custom uh, butcher shop, and what we do is we don't grade, we don't process all that stuff. What we do is we try to find um, local farms, local companies, whatever, that meet the standards that we want to see in the meat we buy. I got you. Like I I said, um, we all like to eat. We like to uh, cook. We like to eat. So we kind of... If I can say, we can kind of know what we're looking for. So, like I said, we go after um, local farms, um, beef, chicken, all that stuff. We go after something, the product that we feel meets our standards. Yeah. And we don't process, we don't butcher it ourselves. I mean, we're we have enough going without trying to process the whole animal and all that. Now, you guys do make a lot of your own sausage and stuff like that. I've seen some time lapses in your stories and stuff of the ladies making all the sausage and stuff. What, what all products do you make in-house like that? So we do all the sausages are homemade. We make all our own sausages um, and we have a smokehouse. All. So we do bacon and then uh, something that we're not offering on our website yet, but we want to is we do a lot of smoked turkey parts, Ooh. which is turkey tails, turkey wings, turkey legs. And it's very popular in the Philadelphia area. Mm. (laughs) Let's go. I'm ready. (laughs) It's very popular in the, in the Philadelphia area. So, um, the Philadelphia area is big on their collard greens. So they come in and they want Turkey legs, Turkey wings, all this stuff. They want it and they want it chopped up. And what they do with it is they put it in their, uh, collard greens and it gives that nice smoky flavor mm. to their collard greens oh, sort of like nice. what we could do with like a ham hock or something that's yeah. pretty cool actually that sounds so good so that kind of brings up yeah. a question for me at one point we wanted something unique and we thought okay we're gonna ask mike we wanted some beef cheek which is not something that's just readily available everywhere if somebody wanted like you said the turkey tail or wings or beef cheek or something special like that do you allow people or even entertain the idea of someone saying, Hey, you know, like any type of special orders like that? Yes, we do. Um, Jeremy, I know your sister had reached out, you know, <laughs> she said she wanted uh, smoked ham hocks and that's not something we have on the website. I said, sure, we can do that. Um, and Mike, we do. Mike, we- no, no, no. I reached out and said she wanted ham hocks and you were like, do you want fresh or do you want smoked? I got them all, man. <laughs> 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 what you need, man? I got them over here. Yeah, what you need, bro? <laughs> uh, but no, that is something we do. Um, anything that's a special order might take, you know, a few extra days for processing just because. So we have a local guy that we can call him up 
like you guys want a beef cheek and we said hey we need some beef cheek you know and he he'll have them for us but it might take you know two three days before we can get them into the store and then shipped out and like we said before if it's after the wednesday then it won't get shipped out to the monday um but no all that stuff just don't ask us for a a whole cow but you know other than that <laughs> if it's a special order we can we can uh, we'll do we'll do our best that we can and try to get it out for you so are all the cheeses that you have on your website locally sourced as well i assume you guys are smoking those too right they are uh there again we don't smoke them ourselves but there's a, a local amish guy here um they make the cheese or so we don't get into a whole lot of the uh the cheese the dairy side of things so as we all know the farmers are hurting a little bit in the last three four years um so green tree their goal was to how can we help the local farmer and buy their milk turn it into cheese and give them a better price for their milk than what they're getting on just a regular milk market and that's it. green tree trees was born is they were like how about we buy milk from local Lancaster County farmers, turn it into cheese and sell it. And they came to us and we said, sure, we'd love to help you out. And that's kind of how that idea was born. That's That's awesome. That is awesome. So I want to roll back to the custom cuts real quick. I know something, this is something Matt has been, he's never had before and he's been dying to try it. And I, and I personally really like them when they're prepared properly, but what can Haltman do about providing the, uh, or, or letting us purchase some, uh, some chitlins. <laughs> uh, That's our special we can, segment. <laughs> we can make it happen. We can make it can happen. You really? We want to do a fear factor episode. I would rather get chitlins from you guys than going to a, the grocery store and buying a, them. A nasty. Because <laughs> we don't know who's handled them. And well, because when or how clean they are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I feel like I trust everything that comes from Haltman. Guys that I hunt with um, down in West Tennessee. That's stuff they grew up on. And so they would ever like by once or twice a year, they used to, uh, we, we would come into hunting camp and they, it would smell terrible in there, but it mean, when they were done, it tasted really good. They fry them or boil them or whatnot. So if you can make that happen, we're going to have another, uh, segment of will Matt gag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, um, I don't want to, you know, I need to check into it, but I'm pretty sure we can make that happen for you. <laughs> so, um, why don't we, um, you guys have any more questions for, for Mike? Yeah. I want to know what Scrapple. Tell me more about Scrapple. Scrabble is a game where you put uh, little letters together for points. He was waiting. (laughs) He had that teed up. You you know what? That just popped in my head because the way you said no, no, the way you said Scrapple, I was like, did she just say Scrabble? Like, (laughs) so I have. I've only played Scrabble a couple of times, and one time I. Oh, Joel, we don't want to hear about you. No. Okay, fine. I'm I'm telling you all later. Bunch of jerks. I don't even want to. It's not. It's not funny anymore. So Scrapple, Mike. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Scrapple, um, Scrapple started as a way to for so when someone butchered a pig, Scrapple was a way for um, the butchers to get a, rid of all their scraps, the whatever brain, I, you know, all the scrap, the awful, the um, heart, the liver, all that stuff kind of got ground up and put in the Scrapple. Um, today they still use some of that, but not as much, but scrapple, it, it goes into a, a pan, it gets baked. Um, the story is there again, we don't make our own scrapple. We have someone, um, just North of us here at Souderton PA that makes our scrapple for us, but they say the bet, the older, the pan, the better, the scrapple. And yeah, it was just, like I said, it was a way for back. Years back, it was a way to get rid of some of the extra parts that they couldn't use, and they just ground it all together, put some cornmeal in there, put all that stuff in there, and made like a loaf, put it in a pan, baked it, and then you slice it down. And have you guys ever tried it? I've, I've never tried it, but it sounds like the hot dog of of baked <laughs> baked goods. I was gonna say it sounds kind of like spam, actually. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a processed meat into a loaf that you slice and then fry, right? Yeah. 
and it, it's really good for breakfast. Like you slice it up real thin, you fry it up, get it crispy on the outside. Um, some people, I know Jeremy would like this. They eat it with ketchup. Or, oh, um, you sold me. <laughs> I like it. I like it with some sunny side up eggs. Put the sunny side up eggs on top of the scrapple, mush that all up, let the egg ooze over the scrapple and yeah, put some ketchup on it or maple syrup, whatever. And yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And like I said, it it's not what it used to be. They use more premium cuts for scrapple now than what they would have at one time. But yeah, I'll definitely have to get you guys some of that and let you guys try and see what you think of it. Is it something that you routinely eat at home? It's, face. <laughs> I know Joel will like this. I know Joel will like this. You know, my favorite uh, type of scrapple is venison scrapple. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I've got heart. I've got liver, and we've you know got plenty of venison meat. We, we can make our own scrapple. A set of balls. <laughs> I, got, I got testicles. Okay, I got tongue. Let's go. We can just all kinds of stuff. You need, so you need, now you need an old pan. You can probably find one on Craigslist or someone, somewhere that's nope. been used about a hundred years. <laughs> oh, <or laughs> still got crusties all in there, <laughs> little bits. Mm. I love some stranger bits in my Scrapple. I bet we could do a rendition of Scrapple, you know. A bougie like, Scrapple. A bougie Scrapple or something. <laughs> Lots of parsley on the side. Yeah. Tenderloin tips. And it's going to be we'll bone leave. marrow filet Scrapple. <laughs> <laughs> Parsley. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let's go to a break real quick. And when we come back, we are going to throw Mike into the gauntlet of rapid fire questions. That's going to be led by the, our resident chef, Jeremy Whitelaw. Let's jump into a break and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, now we are back from the break. Uh, Mike, we had just a couple more questions we wanted to hit on real quick before we get into the rapid fire. Um, I think Stacy wanted to bring something up real quick. Yeah, so, you know, you've got the um, the butcher shop in the Reading Terminal. Or, um, so are you guys seeing an increase in online orders? Are you seeing an increase or decrease in, you know, people actually physically coming to the shop and ordering? Like, what does that look like right now? So basically, we've seen an increase across the board. Um, it seems to us that, so, re- I mean, we all know re- all the restaurants are closed, especially in the Philadelphia area. I don't know how they are in your area, but all the restaurants are c- closed. And it's amazing, I think, how many people actually ate out or ate at restaurants, you know, and it seems all that is shifting into the butcher shops, the grocery stores, all that, because people, everybody still has to eat. So they're not going to restaurants. They're not going to whatever the fast food, the wall, uh, we have wall walls in our area and they're not eating the, their breakfasts, their, all that stuff. And yeah, we have definitely seen a big increase in, in uh, um, customers coming into the shop. Um, it seems like people are buying a little heavier maybe maybe than normally. And then when you go onto the online, we have definitely seen over a 50% growth on our online sales since this whole pandemic started. Wow. So when people come to the butcher shop um, and, and they order things or they um, purchase whatever, are you guys per, um, currently putting a purchase limit on the amount? Until we start getting shorted a lot of meat we so we've been like i said we have a lot of history in the philadelphia region we have a lot of history in the reading terminal market and our goal is to just serve everyone we can we want to serve everyone in this pandemic and always but for sure in this pandemic we want to be there for you we want to serve you to the best we can and we don't want to limit you on how much you can buy. Um, and like I said, so far, we haven't had a problem uh, finding meat, getting you know our products in from our farmers 
and we just want to um, support the Philadelphia region yeah. and everywhere now since we have an online store. So speaking of being there for people, um, is there anything else in your store besides just meat that you guys sell um, that people can come get, you know, besides that? So on our online store, we only have the Hold'em and Family Meats. Um, if you come to the Reading Terminal Market, we also have, uh, like I said, the real family purchase Hold'em Hold and Family Meats. And so we, back in 2007, 2000, uh, 2006, 2007, the real family also started a deli and cheese shop, which is called the Real Cheese Shop. Um, which we don't have online yet, but we do have it in the Reading Terminal Market, which is sort of in the meat line, but we offer all the deli meats, the cheeses, cream cheese, sour cream, all that kind of stuff. So they can get a little more than just coming in and getting select cuts. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. You know, I have something else that we didn't talk about. It's something that's also special when you get um, one of your orders. It comes in this really like pimp freezer type bag yeah zippered freezer bags are awesome yeah Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. and then it's um packed of course with all these ice packs and whatever (laughs) um in a styrofoam cooler and we keep them there's so much care that's put into each shipment like you know you're not just Uh getting meats stuffed in something you know it is really packaged with quality not gonna lie i was pretty freaking impressed on that the first time we got a package from I was like, dude, this thing is packed, bro. And that bag is slick. And, and that's something I wanted to ask you guys. So how, what has been your experience? And we've only, I don't, I don't think I ever told you guys this, but we've only been into this online game about a year, year and a half now. Really? And I always, yeah. And I always wanted to ask you guys, like what has been your experience? And there has been challenges with um, shipping it fresh and putting it in butcher paper. And, you know, you get some leak some uh, blood leaking through the butcher paper and all that. And we're trying to, we're, we've been working on it. Um, we have in the last two months, three months, we've started putting some absorbent pads in to try and help with the leaking. And yeah, I would love to hear you guys thoughts on what your experience has been with, with our product. So I've received stuff before, you know, um, like, you know, uh, perishable items before, and when we got your stuff, I came home from work and it was there and it was like five star. I mean, it was, I, I felt like it was over the top in a really good way. Um, cause the, like when you, you get your styrofoam cooler and then when you open it up, there's the, the, the bag, the quality of the bag you send. I mean, like that's, that's a nice bag, man. And every little, it's a premier experience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, heck, we're, we're, we still have the the packs that you put in there to keep it cold. Those, those things are freaking thick, bro. And we we're using those. I, I put those in my lunches, man, to keep my sandwiches cold and stuff. But but no, it, but it's you're, a, you're open. You're like unzip that bag, mm-hmm. and then it's cold as you reach your hand in, and you know you, you're getting not a frozen chunk of meat. You're getting this nice soft butcher papered yeah. package and yeah that's how it feels tell me baby tell me how it <laughs> so so my parents <laughs> have ordered like i said multiple times our neighbor has ordered from Haltman family meats my aunt and uncle have ordered and all of them they're like wow so this. here's the deal is you know as any company especially when you're doing online shipping how that package arrives is the face of your company and it's first impression yeah and so how you guys are packaging at least with my experience if you matt and jeremy if y'all want to lay it way in on this um I, like i felt like i was almost pampered on how yeah. everything was taken care of so that's my experience it's a, it's a it's a five-star experience and this opinion. is unbiased yeah this is an unbiased opinion I mean, like, if, yeah, I would tell you, like, hey, your stuff sucks, okay? Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have him on. If, 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 if it did, we wouldn't have him on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah no, th- but that is true. If, if if we didn't love your stuff, we wouldn't have you on this podcast. I mean, we... And, like, uh, like I, I've got stuff from other companies before, and maybe it's because they vac sealed their products, but it's, like, a styrofoam box with some dry ice in the bottom and then just, like, the meat thrown on top of that. It's not, like the nicely packaged bag mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. Like there's none of that. It's just thrown in a cooler. You get it and you know, nothing special. Whereas with yours has all of those extra steps along the way. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, it's hard to compare you guys to somebody else too. Cause I've never had that butcher shop experience from anywhere else. Yeah. Anytime I've ever gotten beef shipped to my house, it's been backpacked and frozen. So, uh, the thing it's, if I were to take the stuff that I get from Haltman's and something that I'm getting from the local butcher shop down the road and grilled them side by side, I don't know that I would be able to tell a difference in the quality. And I think that's a huge testament to the work that you guys have done in the way that you're shipping it. But the nice thing is, is that your selection of cuts on your website is way better than the stuff that I can get at my local guy down the street. So that just drives me, especially in this like crazy time where, you know, if you're going out, you're supposed to be wearing a mask and all this stuff. Like it's the convenience. You just can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't find any like good cuts or anything like that. So that's what makes it awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and speaking to Jeremy's uh, point about the dry ice thing, you know, stuff we've experienced in the past, I've seen discolorations in the meat because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I, the stuff when we get sets it, on there, yeah. we get it from you guys, it's, it's clean. And that's something we had to work through is like you said, discolor, um, meat discoloring in the sh- whole shipping process. It's definitely something we have had to work through. Um, so like I said, we have a store there, but what we try to do is all our online orders, we try to cut it fresh. The day we ship it out, we try to cut it fresh for the consumer. So when it arrives to you, it doesn't have that brown tinges, all this and that over it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, we might cut something on a Monday, put it out in a case. And on Tuesday morning, I could come in and say, "Ah, I'm just going to ship that and I'm going to send that out. But what happens is if I do that, it's going to arrive to you guys and it's going to have a brown tinge to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the other thing you were saying, um, Matt, is the cut. That is one thing where we have had a great response on our website is the cuts we offer. And this is something even at the store we have just been offering in the last half, probably the last half year is the cuts we offer is like you guys were talking about the skirt steaks, the pecanias. Um, as you guys know, we offer a unique cut to beef and it, it's been phenomenal. The response we have gotten on the, those cuts of beef, because it doesn't seem they can find them just anywhere. The picanha, the hanger steak, the skirt steak, all them, what I think are great cuts. And like I said, we've just been getting into them. Let's get into the grizzly bougie chef himself and the rapid fire section questions. This is the time of our show where we have rapid fire questions. All right, guys, we're going to go into a round of rapid fire questions. We did not steal this from the cheeky barbecue show. This was totally original and on our own. Yeah. Some of these are going to be yes and no questions. And some of these are going to be short answer questions. Um, At the end of each question, we can have a little discussion if you want, but then we'll go to the next one. All right, Mike, we are going to start with you on the first one for each question. What is your favorite cut of beef, Mike? Ribeye. Matt? Filet. Joel Zacy? Filet. Ribeye. Wow, filets and ribeyes. Real, uh, a lot of variance there, guys. Wow. <laughs> the listeners are really I mean, good. I would say Terrace Major, but I didn't get any of that, so, um. Jeremy. Yeah, it's really good. You should try one one day. Haltman's has a package where you can oh, order it and get some. In there. That's amazing. I'll try that for sure. All right. Next question. What is your favorite cut? Not beef. Mike. Um, how Any about non? What's that? How about none of the other cuts? <laughs> so, um, beef only? Yeah. No, I, I really like I've really been getting into um, chicken breasts and fillet them, bread them, and fry them up with some like Nashville hot seasoning. Um, that's probably my next favorite after any cut of beef. All right, Matt. Uh, I got to go Boston butt, uh, the pork shoulder. There you go. Joel Stacy. I will say a venison heart. That's probably my favorite cut. Hands down. Why? Or Elkhart. I mean, it, any wild game, you know, heart itself. Yeah, Matt's painting over here. Gosh, I mean, like, I, I hate to, like, I did, like, venison heart is one of my favorites, but then, you know, if I need to pick something different. 
Pork Tenderloin. Bob. All right, guys. Next question. Can veganism be cured? Mike. No. <laughs> it's terminal, Matt. It's terminal. <laughs> it's delusional. The cure for veganism is ultimate family meats. That's right. Go. That's right. Good answer. <laughs> I say yes, and I say yes, it can be cured if if they eat a cut that's properly cooked with some reload with some reload rub and seasoning on it. Let's not get ahead of ourselves now. Oh, on the veganism. I say no because I see too many crazy people in Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) All right, guys. Are fast food burgers even worth eating? Mike? Yes. (laughs) Matt? You know everybody's saying yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Joel and Stacey? Yes, because they're in a different category. Like a homemade cheeseburger is so different than a fast food burger. If you'd asked me a year, if you'd asked me a year ago, I said yes. But today, I say no. Like so you've ate eight thousand seven hundred of them no, in your no, lifetime. No. So he, only she'll answer that question correctly. Um, no. What about Crystal? There is no substitute for Crystal, even homemade. No, That's not a burger. No, 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 no. That's not yes, a burger. It is. No, it's it not. Is. Crystal That's burger just is diarrhea waiting to happen. That's like its own food group. Steak <laughs> and jalapeno. All right, rolling on to the next question. Is it true that Haltman Family Meats feeds all of their cows beer and gives them daily massages? Mike. I'll let you believe that one. Okay, Matt. <laughs> I have to, there, there's something to it. I'm going to say yes. Do you want Stacey? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is the deepest part of hell reserved for those who cook a steak past medium? Mike. Yes. Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Joel and Stacey? Yes, as extra crispy. <laughs> that's that's straight up psycho. <laughs> You're psycho if you go past that. You don't know good food if you cook oh, it past medium. I thought she was saying I was psycho. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know that, but... Yeah. That's a good no, one. you do not know good... You have not had good food if you cook it, like, medium well or well. Very- Sorry. There is a follow-up question to that one. Was steak sauce invented for people who don't know how to cook steaks? Mike. Yes. Matt. Yes on that one. Oh, Stacey. Yes, absolutely. See. That's and it's blasphemous. All right, our next question, and this is a tough one. Is it plausible that someone could feed her husband through a meat grinder in order to dispose of the body <laughs> and then perhaps feed it to tigers? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) Mike would be the authority on if it's possible. I guess it's possible, yes. Matt, would you say that's possible? I gotta go with Mike. Mike's the expert. If he says it's possible, I say it's possible. What's the logistics on this? A commercial meat grinder can grind grind bone? Anything. (laughs) Yes. 100%. 100%. there not be hair? She did it. Would hair not be left over? I I did not say anybody's name. I just said someone. Well, (laughs) we we all know who. 100%. Carol. Would you even need to grind it, though? Like, could you not just feed the parts and they have their own little eight-inch fangs? She's tearing the meat up themselves. Hey, you don't know. Maybe maybe the person put it on top of pizza. Yeah. Oh, gross. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) All right. Now, moving on to our final and most important question of the night. Is Reload the greatest seasoning of all time? Mike. That's not a question. Yes. There it is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Joel, Stacey, have you heard of this? I I haven't heard of it yet. I've been wanting to try it. I've I've seen it around. and uh, Special tank size is now available at (laughs) (laughs) ReloadRub.com. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our rapid fire question. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed the rapid fire questions. Hope I wasn't too awkward throughout them like I normally am. But um, yeah. So, Mike, dude, we got to thank you for being on, brother. Um, I want to tell everybody or anybody that's in the Philadelphia area um, stop in and see Haltman Family Meats. Get, you can get in there and get some of the best high quality stuff. Get in there and get after it. Uh, Mike, tell everybody. Where- and you can pick up Reload there. Ah, oh, that's right. I'm dropping the ball. Yes, because they do sell our product. Uh, we do. Mike, tell everybody um, 
how they can find you guys, how they can follow you and um, you know, where they can pick up your product. So if you're in Philadelphia, you can find us at the Reading Terminal Market. I think everybody in Philadelphia knows who the Reading Terminal Market is. If you're not in Philadelphia, you can find us on uh, holdemandfamilymeets.com. Uh, follow us on our Instagram. I know we've been a little bit uh, lacking in the past month or so with posting on our Instagram and everything, but you can follow us there for the latest updates and everything. And yeah, if you... Um, Go to holdemandfamilymeets.com. Don't forget to use uh, Reload and you'll uh, receive 20% off your uh, uh, purchase. That's right, guys. Yep. Code Reload. Use Code Reload and save that change. Guys, Jeremy, Matt, thank y'all. Love you guys. Can't wait till I can uh, see your faces in person uh, soon. And guys, if you all are listening right now, which you all are to the end of the podcast, Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now so that you can be uh, listening to that Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. Episodes every Tuesday. That's right. We love you guys, and we will see you all on the next episode. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. <laughs> okay. You just send it in our thread so we can all see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't then, even uh, have your phone number. <laughs> we always talk have, on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know if I have yours or not. Joel calls me all the time. It's freaking annoying. <laughs> well, I can't help it. I want to hear your voice. Okay. You want to come, come over and braid my hair? I like it when you yell at me. What's for dinner? <laughs> So, yeah, we've got new sizes um, in three of our blends right now. So, mm-hmm. th- <laughs> I'm so sorry. What has happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. She's okay. channeling you, Joel. I am. <laughs> I was going to guy. Uh, what uh, am I going to uh, do uh, putting <laughs> Stacy bloopers at the end of the show this week? That's going to be amazing. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like sucking in like air and moisture. <laughs> do you want <laughs> me to do this? I'm okay. All, All right. right. Ready? Uh, three, three, two, one. So yeah, we've got new sizes bum, bum, that are. <laughs> she has tears. She has tears. Oh, are those rage tears? <laughs>